Welcome back to Martins and More. My name is Maury Rutch. And I'm Spoon Phillips. Spoon, a new era starts soon. Be the first to own our groundbreaking new guitar from Martin. I think we should dish the goss, as they say nowadays. What do you know about this? <laughs> well, what do I know about dish? Um, well, let's see. What do I know about it? I know that this is going to be very new for Martin, though there's certainly other people out there that have experimented with various ways to uh, carve bracing that is in a non-traditional manner and uh, with the idea of trying to find something that uh, brings um, additional tone enhancement. And that seems to be what's really down under it all when it comes to this new model. And I'd just like to say that we are recording this podcast on a certain unspecified date, and I just want to get your assurance that this will not see the light of day or get out on the internet or across the airwaves until the day we're allowed to talk about all of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Cross my heart. Good, good, good. Because because if I, you know, if I had ever, if I ever leaked stuff about Martin's, you know, upcoming new models and stuff like that, then I won't get to know about Martin's upcoming two models, new models anymore. But here we are. Uh, we're in advance of the release um, of the NAM models. We're going to be giving you some really cool information about the NAM models. We just can't put them on the air until the day that Martin says we're allowed to. So this first model we're talking about is the GPCE Inception Maple. Ooh. That's right, GPCE Inception Maple. For those of you who don't know, we already uh, aired an entire episode dedicated to Martin's new Inception guitars that are being introduced with the GPC Inception Maple. Um, and so we're gonna go over it more quickly here so we can get through all the NAM models, but please check out Mari's podcast for the, uh, the Scoop episode about the GPC Inception Maple, if you haven't already heard it. So what can you tell me about the GPC Inception model? What does GPCE stand for, to begin with? That's the part I can tell you that I know. GPCE, Grand Performance, Cutaway, Electronics. So the GP is a body size from Martin Grand Performance. C means cutaway. E means electronics. And the GPCE, in general, if you go back in time, that's not groundbreaking. That's not new. This is not the first time in 2024 that we're going to talk about a Grand Performance cutaway from Martin Guitar. But the Inception name here really brings something completely brand new to me, and I'm sure this is going to be the heart of the conversation here. It involves one-of-a-kind skeletonized scallop bracing and sonic channels inside the body for increased resonance and superior tone. Kidding aside, that's an extremely big deal. Oh, absolutely. And I think the term skeletonized is something they've used before referring to tuners where they were uh, created in a way that there was space in the material itself so that... Uh, they were lighter 
and you could see through them kind of like an ornate uh, Victorian key that you'd put in a door. And so they're taking that same name and they're using it on this new bracing system. This is still an X-braced guitar. It still has scalloped bracing uh, in terms of the X-brace. It still has scalloped tone bars that you get on large body Martins like this where you have two tone bars below the bridge plate. It still has uh, little side bracings um, that come off approximately where the bridge plate is on the outside of the X-brace strut that are also scalloped. So it's got a lot of traditional Martin scalloping to it, but the X-brace itself on the thickest part of the brace is carved in a manner that has space in it. And so uh, my, the first time I saw this illustrated, um, it reminded me of those long hallways you would see in um, medieval cathedrals, those outdoor hallways that had a roof and pillars or decorative holes in them so you had all so you basically got the sunshine and the fresh air that's what it reminds me of so in the in, basically the inside of the x brace at the thickest part where the two bracing braces come together is basically hollow with because of all these like honeycombed holes big holes and little holes and when i say holes they're not they're not actually like perfectly round they have uh what's the word? geometric shape to them. So it's very cool. I mean, it looks beautiful. And, uh, and it's interesting. They, they show you, you can see, you guys can now probably by now see online photos of, of these braces and um, where they have the light hitting it. So you can see the, the light shining through the brace and, and making these long, really, you know, interesting, beautiful looking shadows. So very cool. So what's the point of this though? Well, I would have to think you're going to dive back into the technology that was probably inherent when they first came out with the X-bracing millions of years ago. You want the top to be light enough to be responsive, and you want the actual guitar. Tim Teal would often joke that you, the best guitars are just about ready to implode on themselves. You don't want to have a guitar that you can't touch without it bursting apart. You definitely don't want a guitar that will take you know, five of us sitting on it together. You, it's basically a balance of letting the guitar be very vibrational, very responsive to vibrations. I guess what you're looking for is a more updated way to give a top a lot of strength and responsiveness. And I'm, I'm dying to really hear this in person, to, to think that you can make the argument a heavily braced guitar is not going to vibrate much. When you scallop the braces, you're going to allow more vibration. Now you're actually hollowing out to some degree some of the scalloped bracing it feels like you're making the guitar weaker in a very positive way as far as tone and you know talking about this without playing it first i would have to bet it takes less energy to get the top moving while still retaining enough strength and composure that these guitars aren't going to come back to the factory after two weeks for warranty repair well, yes, and again, it's not the entire brace uh, of the X-brace. It's only at the thickest part before the scalloped section comes down, and they're not doing it to the tone bars. What they are doing to the tone bars and the rest of the top is they are putting in uh, channels. They're they are carving in channels around the edge of the top um, and also um, around the bridge plate 
and around all of the tone bars. So that also is supposed to, I must assume, increase resonance. So the area of the top around the bracing, every, basically every place there is a brace, has a very thin channel carved into the top. And uh, I know some people immediately um, mention the, uh, the bracing uh, that Taylor came out with a few years ago where they have their patented uh, much larger channel that goes around the, uh, around the edge of the top. And this is clearly a similar concept, but the channels are much, much tinier and you know, narrower and basically all over the place. And so that's also just absolutely fascinating how the combination of that having the X-brace lighter weight right at the center where the, where the, basically the, the top would be the most rigid, having that lightening up and that area and all the other braced areas and the bridge plate all surrounded by these um, tone-enhancing channels. So... Uh, that's quite fascinating. And, but there's more to this guitar than the bracing and the channels on the top. The, all of the back bracing has these new honeycomb geometric shaped holes in them. And um, to, to make the back more flexible as well. And most people know that the acoustic guitar's back is primarily there for structure and strength and as a reflective surface um, to reflect the sound waves around. And it doesn't have uh, a lot, doesn't add a lot to, to reverb or resonance. So this probably will enhance the flexibility of the back for additional res resonance. So like you said, can't wait to actually see one of these. I've never seen one of these completed. And so I'm looking very forward to it. It makes sense that they're using a GPC. The grand performance is um, other than the S special 11, um, 13 fret SC models uh, is the only really modern Martin body size. And of course, it was inspired by the other small jumbo guitars out there, like like the uh, the Taylor um, size 14s, the old Gibson. I think it's the 160. Uh, and, and, of course, the various people, independent luthiers who've, who have been making guitars like this for long before Martin did. So, um, for those who are not familiar, Grand Performance, how would you describe the Grand Performance compared to the OM size and the Dreadnought, and the M, for that matter? You made it sound easy for a moment, but then you brought in the M. The, the GP, <laughs> it's interesting. I, I think of the GP as a mini jumbo sound, and to me, it has a lot to do with when you go from... OM to Grand Performance, Grand Performance to an M, M to a Dreadnought, all other things being equal, I really think it's about the low mid-range and the bass and how much the mid-range stands out. And I haven't played a ton of Grand Performance guitars, frankly, you know, for every GP or GPC we've ever sold here at the store. Uh, there have just been, you know, 10 Dreadnoughts and, and 20 OMs. It's not a model that I have an extreme immediate memory of, but it's, it's a thicker low end for sure than an OM, but it's not as boomy, and maybe the, the bass is not as surround sound-like as most Dreadnoughts could be. So it's kind of like a focused low mid-range low end that if you want some more muscle on the bass E string, 
coming from an OM, this will give you that, but it's not going to fool you into closing your eyes and thinking that you're playing a dreadnought size guitar. It's kind of a middle ground, and that would be a really interesting comparison if we ever have the opportunity to really play a GP or a GPC that's built literally exactly like an M would be, because I often talk about the M in the same way, where if you want an OM and you want to compare that to a dreadnought, the M is a really nice middle ground. This is kind of another middle ground with its own sonic signature, and probably from memory, I would think the mid-range is a little bit scooped on a grand performance if you're comparing it to an M, but as I say that, you know, on a off the cuff on a podcast, I really would like an opportunity to play a few to see if I'm remembering correctly, but that's what's coming to mind. Well, yes, I think that's right on. I think the uh, GPC is having a little uh, fuller, rounder, or tubbier, um, lower mid and bass, but not nearly the, the, the colossal bass that you get out of a dreadnought. And um, so they're... They are um, a lot of people really like the balance, but I don't think they are as evenly balanced as you get from an M or an o, or an OM for that matter. So that's another interesting thing about this. They wanted to do this. They're calling this a new era. So they're using the what is arguably the most popular body style of the 21st century um, with this new bracing. But this is also being made with um, maple. It's got maple sides, and the back is maple, but it's got a walnut, black walnut center wedge. And so they're using, a, so it's a maple martin, but it's using a body size and giving it a center wedge that should add a little more oomph to, um, to the sound of maple, which is, which is uh, basically famous or infamous for not having a very complex tone and being brighter and, and, you know, people don't think of it as being a particularly bassy tone unless you get into those huge bodies like a Gibson uh, Super Jumbo um, or the ba- those big uh, jazz guitars. So um, we already, we've, we're, there will be certainly more said and has been more said about this model. So just to recap it, this is a grand, long-scale grand performance guitar with a cutaway that has maple for the back, sides, and top, but it's got a center wedge, and it's not a style 35 center wedge. It's a different shape. It's not set at such an extreme angle. Um, And then also, it's got the new um, Inception top and bracing, um, and the Inception bracing on the back. And it also is an acoustic electric with LR bags uh, pickup system involved. So a very cool guitar. Um, the bracing itself is made from Forest Stewardship Council certified European spruce, and um, it's definitely going to open some eyes at NAM and probably a lot of ears too. So, you know, I'll just put a shout out for my own website, One Man's Guitar, onemans.com. I will definitely be having a review video of this, um, you know, out as soon as I'm allowed to record it and mix it. Um, which will probably be, uh, it'll be on the, uh, you know, out in the internet before the NAMM show ends. I'll put it that way. Looking forward to that. So uh, not to gloss over anything too quickly, but this whole episode is going to be your, what's the, what's a better word for refresher? Because it isn't a refresher. This is all brand new information. But Primer. 
Well, I know we talked a long time about that model. We don't have as much time to spend on some of these other models, but there's some really cool ones. And, and this is basically an overview of what's coming out uh, from Martin uh, at the 2024 NAMM show. Exactly right. And if you're listening at home and you thought, well, that's the only new thing from Martin this year, hmm, I don't think it is. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're one of the billions of people who are asking for a standard series version of the SC guitars. Can I say your ship has come in? Is that the right phrase? Absolutely. This is uh, this has been in the works for a very, 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 very long time. And because C.F. Martin sometimes holds things up longer than they expected or whatever, I was honestly surprised that they finally got the go-ahead on these two new SC models. SC-18E and SC-28E. The SC-13E a few years ago paved the way, and as soon as that guitar came out, you just knew the dominoes were going to fall. This guitar was probably built right after that one and went through more, more than a few iterations. I know you got to play a few of them long before anybody even knew they were in the works, but put yourself in their shoes. You're Martin Guitar. You've designed the SC-13E. It's so revolutionary, and you chose to launch it in the Road Series, knowing all the while that it's only going to be a matter of moments or days or weeks until somebody wants to see what does this sound like? What does this cost? What does this do when you give it the traditional standard series treatment that so many people just are, are clamoring for? And, and I was part of it on the receiving end. I was a dealer and a player and a forum member and a Facebook group enthusiast. And everywhere you looked, as soon as the SC-13, he hit the ground and got some traction. This was basically inevitable. The SC-2080, I'll start there. You're basically getting everything you liked about the original SC-13E, but now you're in the standard series. You have solid tone woods, solid rosewood back and sides. It still has the same Shoreline neck system. It's probably quicker to say this is the standard series version of an SC-13E, but Spoon, can you nail down some of the key differences that might, might be apparent? Because it's not fair to say that it looks like a 13E. Well, it also has some features that were introduced on the special custom shop uh, SC model that had come out uh, recently. And so it's, it's got the new tone enhancement channel that is designed to enhance the bass response. So that's one difference. Um, but yes, it's basically got the same construction inside. These are uh, 13-fret guitars. They're long scale, but they feel like a short scale because of where the body is in relation to the guitar's body and where the, the, the bass side comes around and meets the neck at the 13th fret. And then it's got this extra deep cutaway. But the asymmetrical body has the bottom bout shifted on the treble side, so it's farther to the right than the bass side. So it's basically, it's like you took a traditional Martin, like let's say triple O or OM, and you were able to take that bottom side where the waist is and push it off to the right so that you get to have a nice cutaway space that gets all the way up the neck. And because of the, uh, because there's no heel on this Sherline neck system, uh, you basically can keep your wrist in the correct position to make bar chords, basically all, all the way up to like the 20th fret. It's pretty remarkable. And, um, 
and the shifting of the body like that uh, means that you're taking away less of the sound chamber to, for the cutaway. So you still get a surprisingly nice big voice. I was playing the uh, the 13E special with the Zero Cody back inside at the factory uh, a couple of days ago and really was uh, reminded of how nice that sounded and as an acoustic guitar they of course sound spectacularly plugged in um, another major difference is of these two guitars is they both get lr bags anthem systems with the um, the control right inside the treble side of the sound hole so um, that's a big difference from from other sc models and so this is um when we say this is the uh, standard series version uh, one thing that makes it different from all previous standard series guitars is it does not have a traditional dovetail neck joint it's got this sureline neck system with what they call a linear dovetail neck joint which is frankly a marketing term because they wanted to find a way to use the word dovetail but it's um it was something that was originally invented uh, using digital printer technology and um and it allows you to adjust the neck um, with some pre-made shims inside. Not you, you have to go to a Martin technician to be able to do this. But you can change the angle, so you can have super low action like an electric guitar with super light strings, or you can put on heavier strings and have them adjust the angle to have more like an acoustic guitar uh, height to the strings. It is a, it's an amazing technology that allows for an amazing acoustic electric guitar experience. Again, 13 fret neck, amazingly balanced. Um, people have heard me talk about these before. Um, the bracing is unique. You have scallop bracing on the, on the, uh, on the treble side, non-scalloped on the bass side, because the asymmetrical bracing, there isn't a lot of bracing on the bass side, so they want thicker bracing there. But how, how does this compare in terms of style 18? Well, it looks basically like a D18, and it looks basically like a D28. Except, of course, you got the special pickguard they use, and you, that you use on SCs, but it is a tortoiseshell, but it's the same kind of uh, cosmetics, um, including open back tuners, that you get from the standard series. Yep, and it's, uh, it's not a big deal, but Ramin and Tim would always like us to say plates, not shims. So I'll give you a pass this time, but don't do it again. Oh, quite so. <laughs> there are plates. There are plates <laughs> that help shim the neck <laughs> We talk about shims when we buy a new refrigerator like Lori and I just did. That's where you use a shim. But of course, I'm just being facetious. And any opportunity I get, it almost never happens. I have to jump at you with uh, both fists but that was that was a good i liked everything else about that so i, I can't fault you but i do want to see say that i have noticed something on the spec sheets and it goes without saying it's not out of this world to recognize every once in a while when there's a new product launch some of the specs are either typos or they change but these interestingly enough are both listed with bone saddles and that is a first from what i could tell martin puts pickups in guitars almost all the time They'll use synthetic saddles, and this time they chose compensated bone. So let's watch that closely, especially when we get to play these guitars in real life. Uh, if they're correct in saying that, you're getting a bone saddle, too. Yeah, that's a very good catch. I'll, I'll have to... Uh, I have a feeling that, that you're right. It might be a mistake. Um, they just found in their testing 
since bone is porous and can have tiny little air pockets, that sometimes you can end up with uneven volume across the strings, which is why they tend to go with a, a inert synthetic material that is very good at transmitting vibrations. Um, so I'll be uh, curious to find out if they really have bone saddles or not. Um, but maybe they do. Maybe they went with that because it's standard series, but I suspect some office worker uh, copied over the spec sheets from the D18 and the D28, and that was a spec that should have been changed and, and wasn't. So good catch there, Sherlock. Good catch. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And again, we're not going to stay too long on any certain model on this overview podcast, but we are happy to bring you as much new information as we can of these new models. Nam time from Martin Guitar. And I'll say, Spoon, it's pretty exciting when the SC18E and the SC2080 are not the most revolutionary guitars at this launch. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, that's a very good point. And, uh, you know, I, I remember playing the, the first solid Indian Rosewood Sitka topped SC uh, prototype. And I had just played the what, it, what eventually became called the SC13E and plugged in to the same amp and it went because <laughs> of that, because the solid wood, you couldn't turn the amp up as loud. And, um, and you just, you know, because of the all solid wood. And so, but the ones that had the laminated uh, would uh, you could and the whole point of these really in my mind is it's really designed for electric guitarists to be able to plug in an acoustic electric guitar into the exact same rig they use and you know just go for it with the, the amazingly comfortable neck the asymmetrical neck shape is amazingly comfortable the um, and have long scale but feel like a short scale because of how it how close it is to the the, the neck joint is to your body um, all that stuff, um, and when they uh, when they came out with their custom shop mo model that had solid wood, they they had to come up with a way to deal with the feedback, and and one of the things they did was come up with that new tone channel that's in these guitars as well. So um, while they may have a little more feedback issue at really high volumes compared to the uh, non-solid wood, I think people who really uh, want acoustic guitar first and foremost, but in an SC model, um, will be very happy with these guitars. For a split second, you almost sounded like Homer when he was singing along to Lucky Man by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, but I <laughs> I got distracted and I'm, I'm back on track. I don't mean to, to leave the program for a minute, but you got to find that if you haven't seen it. You made it mention cutting edge. I want to jump to the opposite. I want to jump to the new the new custom K1 Major Key Alaki. Uh, this, as some of you know, they came out with a Major Key Alaki model already. Uh, Major Key Alaki was a, a giant superstar in Hawaiian music in the early 20th century um, at a time when uh, Hawaiian music was uh, had come over in the 1912 ex uh, San Francisco ex exhibition or the Pan-Asian exhibition, I think it was what it was called. And... Um, just took the world, the American world by storm. And that's where everybody got in, started getting a ukuleles and, you know, hula girls, all that stuff. And Hawaii and Hawaiian culture really took off in the American imagination. And Kialaki was one of the major 
music stars, and Martin Guitar was one of the first, if not the only, originally um, musical instrument maker on the mainland that embraced Hawaiian music and started making uh, steel string guitars for people to play Hawaiian style lap steel and ukuleles. And Kealaki came to them and asked them, he had been playing a triple O, which was the biggest size they made at the time, and he asked them to make an even bigger guitar. And everybody at Martin had forgotten all about this until uh, Greg Hutton, the archivist, found the correspondence between Frank Henry Martin and Major Kealaki. And they had made him what we now consider the first dreadnought, or the or guitar that led to John Dykeman inventing the first true dreadnought body size. These are not as big as those 12-fret dreadnoughts, but they're pretty close. And But it's definitely bigger than a 12-fret triple O. Um, and I loved the Kialaki. Uh, what most people didn't love about it was this gigantic ebony uh, bridge on it. And so the, I know for a fact a lot of people said, I love this guitar, but I hate that bridge. So Martin's <laughs> coming out with a second version with a smaller bridge that has a decorative, still it's modern, it's like a traditional pyramid bridge, but it's the fancy one they've used on a few other uh, limited editions that has a little bit of a decorative point behind the pins. So it's a much smaller bridge, but certainly uh, good enough to uh, withstand the, uh, the string tension from this and otherwise it's built like an authentic series instrument in terms of the uh in terms of the construction and the bracing and that kind of stuff yes and not throwing shade at all to the lucky people who were able to buy the original version because there are some fans out there who are more than happy about every little detail and uh, i'm not sure if i'm right to say it but you might have a collector's item on your hands well and the one thing i just as a caveat I haven't actually looked inside one of these, so I'm assuming it's got the same bracing as the Kialaki. And oh, in fact, it does. I know it does. I'm sorry, I completely forgot. Yeah, it does. It has the it has the bracing that they used on the on the D28 authentic 1931. That's the bracing. The original Kialaki didn't have bracing anything like that. It had probably ladder based bra ladder bracing and was very light lightly based and and meant to be played with slack-keyed strings and stuff like that. So basically, this looks like the Kialaki shape of that uh, original supersized dreadnought. And I'm trying to remember what year this would have been. It probably was 1916, I think, was the year that he had asked Martin to build the guitar, and Martin said they would. And um, But this has a 1930s construction, so you can put... You can put uh, 13s on. You can put medium gauge strings on it without any problem, or light gauge strings. And, and you know, and uh, it's actually this is the other big difference. It's Madagascar rosewood. So this is a Madagascar rosewood guitar in the Kialaki shape, with VTS Adirondack spruce. So another one that I've not seen completely constructed, and looking very forward to uh, playing and getting a review video of. And we're looking very forward to seeing what you think so far. If you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast during the premiere, please let us know in the comments section. What do you think so far about Martin's new offerings? And are you thinking like I am that everything we talked about so far is pretty pricey? And you just maybe some of you guys wish that we would talk about something a little bit more affordable, not unlike the reimagined standard series back in 2018. 
we do have some exciting news to share with you that there's something called the remastered X series. Spoon, what do you know about the new X series and what is remastered about them? Well, they are they they put a lot of thought into this. One of the really cool things is they're using the the, the wood imagery they're using on these X uh, series, these HPLs. Uh, is really beautiful. So you get a whole new slew of of uh, wood patterns that were taken from really gorgeous high-end tone woods. So um, I mean, for me, that's kind of the coolest thing. Um, they have uh, they they're saying that they're in, uh, they've made changes to it to enhance playability, including a comfort bevel edge. So this is not something Martin has really done m much ever. There have been like a scant number of uh, special limited editions that have had bevels. So they have a, a bevel, and they have a tweaked string spacing, and uh, they have something that they had, um, may have come from the Rich Robinson guitar originally, I don't know, but they have a smoother, and certainly the SC models, they have a smoother bridge to them. So when you are playing, you know, palm muting on the bridge, you, it doesn't like stab into your hand. So it's a different bridge contour that makes it smoother. And and then of course they they um, are focusing even more on using uh, materials that uh, come from you know in, environmentally um, responsible sources. So um, so that's all good. They uh, and there's other stuff that you know. The, the E1 electronics they have has the built-in tuner, which I really love, and um, as well as, you know, volume and, and uh, tone controls. They have Stratabon uh, necks that are very comfortable and look very cool. So, uh, so very, uh, you know, very good-looking guitars with pretty sound. And then you have the more expensive models that have a two at the end. So that's the, the one models that have a Stratabon neck. The two models actually have spruce tops, they're not HPL tops, and and they also get a select hardwood neck. So so you're getting a wooden neck and a wooden top for the X2 models. When I say more expensive, they're still not very expensive at all compared to other Martin models. So um, you get some you uh, some really beautiful cocobolos and for the first time Brazilian rosewood uh, pattern for the twos. Um, the ones you can have in koa and mahogany. And, um, and some of the twos also have mahogany zircote and, uh, as well. So, um, and, and they're still going to have their uh, at least one black model. I don't remember what size it is, but you can also get a black X. I think it might be a GPC, if I remember correctly. I don't remember now. But, um, and there's at least one uh, sunburst in the dreadnoughts. So, um, so some very cool-looking guitars. And uh, I love the Koa one. The, the Koa, the, the Koa, it's like figured, rippled Koa, but very straight-grained, very cool-looking Koa that is, of course, uh, used for the top and back, but is, is really just an image of beautiful Koa. But it's, uh, it's gorgeous-looking guitar. And you mentioned the bevel on the fingerboard. They also list something called refined string spacing. Are you familiar with what they mean there? Is it literally a difference in width, or are they just... Uh, addressing the the ease near the end of the fingerboard. Um, I actually don't, but I have a feeling it means something's been tweaked because of the bevel on the. By the way, I want to make sure people understand the bevel's not on the body like you get on certain 
uh, brands of guitars. It's, we're talking about on the fingerboard. So it's something they're doing to the fingerboard, uh, to the edge of the fingerboard to make it more comfortable. And I imagine that they had to do something to uh, the string spacing to accommodate that or to work well with it. So even though you have the same string spacing at the pins, my guess is they're, they're, uh, they're tweaking the string spacing at the nut. Um, to so that it is in a, that the e strings are in a position that work well with the bevel, probably to prevent them from like popping off the frets, like we all know some modern Martins can do, um, because of that uh, two and five thirty second uh, inch string spacing. Perfect. That's what I thought you were going to say. And we'll also keep our finger on the pulse. If we get some more credible information down the line, we'll be sure to add it into the show notes. But I think you're right. And I think it's time we talk about not our anniversary and not the anniversary of the tuck rule. Let's talk about the DCFM, the fourth, 50th anniversary. <laughs> we have two guitars to talk about, Spoon. Which one are you going to get for me and which one do you want to talk about first? I think I'm going to get you, if you're very nice and very good this year, little Mari, the DCFM, the fourth 50th anniversary that's built in Navajo, Mexico, well, you're going to get me the one that's built in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that coming. <laughs> so um, the, the one that's built in Mexico, it is where the X-Series are built, and it's where the strings are made, and it's where the uh, road series comes from, and most of the SC models and, and all of that. And this is a very beautiful-looking uh, dreadnought, um, and it is—it's got what they call uh, pummel sapelli back and sides and a bear claw spruce top. Now, pummel is the anglicized uh, pronunciation of the French word pomelli or pomelli, um, that basically means dappled. So it's a highly figured, very little. Uh, dapples all over the place, so it looks really cool when the uh, light hits it, and um, and then it's got a very fancy uh, rosette and a fancy uh, tree of life inlay on the fingerboard, and that matches the fancy. Uh, uh, I think it's pretty probably Pawa, uh, which is the abalone from New Zealand, um, and or the South Seas out by New Zealand and Australia, and um, so really gorgeous blue pearl or uh, blue Pawa, and. Um, you know, they they uh, only make 50 of them for sale worldwide. And then there's the bigger boy that is um, the tribute to Chris Martin's uh, 50 years in of service to the company. And this is made with Guatemalan uh, rosewood back and sides and really busy bear claw spruce top, uh, flame maple binding, um, and it's got a very uh, intricate abalone inlay. Um, so it is, uh, which is abalone and mother pearl. Um, and they're only making 50 of those too. So if you're long in the pockets, this will be a serious collector's item. That'll be absolutely stunning in your collection. And if you're not so long, the one that's uh, being made at the Navajoa, uh, you know, they've been in business for 35 years themselves. They recently had their anniversary. And so, um, so you have two... Uh, Chris Martin uh, 50th anniversary models to choose from. So congratulations, Chris, on 50 years of service. This is a really, really cool way to tribute that. And I, I'm dying to see both of them, frankly. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And they, uh, 
they, I'm hoping I'll have them done by the show. I know there was some some uh, things going on with the, the one that's being made in Nazareth that was delaying them a little bit. And, I, and I'm not sure if it was design tweaking, like um, as he's famous for doing, saying, no, I think I like this one better, or if it was... Uh, or if it's just the amount of pearl work that goes into them as has them slightly behind schedule, but I can't imagine they're not going to have one at least one of them finished for the show. I'm hoping they have two finished so I get to play one at the factory when I go there to do my reviews. Well, watch what I talk about next. What do you know about the OM 20th Century <laughs> Limited? And if I say 20 at this part of the show, do you want to talk about a guitar or do you want to ask me some questions? Well, let's see. If you're ready to do a round of 20 questions, we can do a round of 20 questions. 20 questions. 20 questions is the game where one of us uh, gets 20 questions to guess the Martin model that the other person's thinking about. Now, these are models that are still available for somewhere out there in the United States of America, and perhaps uh, right there here at Mari's Music and... Uh, three of those questions can be model name guesses. Uh, today, the smart guy, being Mari, is going to think of a Martin guitar that's available for sale. And I, the wise guy, gets 20 questions to guess what guitar that is. 20 questions on the clock, and go! Is this guitar going to be new for January 2024? No. Nice try. <laughs> Is this guitar made in Nazareth, Pennsylvania? Yes. Is this guitar made with the dreadnought body shape? Yes. Is this guitar a member of the Modern Deluxe series? No. Does this guitar have pearl inlay anywhere on the top? No. Is this guitar made with mahogany back and sides? Yes. Is this guitar made in the Standard series? Yes. Is this guitar standard series D18? No. So this is a mahogany dreadnought in the standard series, but it's not the D18. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Does this guitar have a satin finish? No. You're going to try to trick me and say the D18 Satin was a new model. Oh, it was a different model. Okay, so it's a gloss mahogany Martin in the standard series. So it can't be a limited edition or a special edition. Standard series mahogany Martin. What could it possibly be that isn't... I have a half a correction. Some of this guitar is satin, and I was wrong to say the answer was no. Then I'll rephrase that question. Does this guitar have a satin finish on the back sides and top? Yes. I was wrong to say that earlier. It is satin, back sides and top. 
I see. <laughs> I tried, so people. Is it, so, so is it the D18 satin? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> now, we're talking... So this is a dreadnought. Mahogany back and sides. Oh, oh, what do they call them? What do they call them? Oh, what do they call them? What do they call them? They call them. Do we have to listen to you? They're a registered trademark name. And they are. Hold on a second. Oh, 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 this is the Kurt Cobain <laughs> guitar. Okay, this is the D18 that has the photographic painting of Kurt Cobain's old D18. And they call, they don't call them Street Masters. What the heck do they call them? They call them... I wonder if I'm a nice enough guy just to say you got it. Nah. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, how about these are the... Uh, that street players. These are... Oh, oh, how many guesses do I get? Eight. <laughs> well, no, but I already, I already guessed um, D18... And D18 Satin. Oh, model name guesses. You only get one left, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, 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 okay. I'm going to Would guess... Would you like to buy a hint? No, no, no. I'm going to guess that this is the D18... I can't watch you suffer. Let me give you a hint. Uh, I know. Artist Master. I don't know. I can't remember what they're called. I can't believe it, I can't remember what they're called. It's a D18, and there is the word street in it. Yes, I know, but I can't think of what the last word is. So it's not street master. So it's the D18 street blank. And the second part of that street name, there is a famous a famous artist, maybe in the last 15 years, a famous vocalist. His last name is the second part of this title. The Street Bolton? <laughs> <laughs> it's the D18 street legend. Oh, street legend! Oh, I you knew they it. didn't have a Michael Bolton ma uh, ma uh, model, but <laughs> the street Sheeran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, John Legend. Yes. John Legend. I was like, who's named Legend? Oh, John Legend. Okay. So I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> let's be real. I was being mean for like the last 30, 40 seconds. You had this all sewn up. As soon as I remember to tell you that it is satin. I well, I'm glad you brought that back to my mind because I had totally forgotten. That they did that with the uh, D28 and the D18. They made the satin finish, but they also used the technology with, the, with the, the printer to make them look like vintage guitars. And, you know, and I, they, I know they're very polarizing, but I sure know a lot of people who liked the looks of them and would be very happy to be seen like through the window of a cafe playing one of those things and thinking, you know, everybody thinks that he's got a vintage Martin. And, you know, I mean, why not? But, uh, but anyway, yeah, cool, cool, and the cool, cool guitars. Good for you. That was a Best. fun round, and it's always fun playing twenty questions with the spoon. I think the, uh, I think the word that comes to mind, or the phrase that comes to mind, is ratfink. <laughs> <laughs>
But as I so cleverly teased a few minutes ago, we are not done talking about 20. The OM 20th Century Limited is the next guitar we'd like to gloss over and quickly tell you about from the new NAM releases from Martin Guitar. And watch out, Spoon knows lots about this one. Not really. I mean, this is the second. This is the second uh, model they have done in uh, in homage or, in some respects, collaboration with the uh, famous watchmaker from Pennsylvania, that is RGM. And that's they, why I said watch out. Oh, yes, I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. But, um, yeah, so RGM makes high-end watches. Um, the uh, Many people at Martin are very into um, modern design. Um, you're talking about Tim Teal, Jeff Allen, Fred Green. Um, the, the list goes on and on. Chris Martin, um, very interested in, in stuff like automotive uh, engineering and design. They uh, Some people will remember there were some guitars that Martin put out that actually had um, like orange and blue binding that was, you know, was inspired by a particular autom you know, automotive design, um, high-end knives and watches. And so this was one of the things that they uh, were very into and found very inspiring. Now, the 20th Century Limited was a famous uh, locomotive and one of, the, one of the great trains back in the great Art Deco era. And they had... Uh, the, the 20th century was like, you, if you were anybody uh, famous, from Babe Ruth to John Barrymore to whoever, uh, in fact, John Barrymore was in the movie called 20th Century that was set on the 20th Century Limited. But anyway, this was inspired by that era, and it has um, interesting designs. It's got an interesting bridge. It's very tastefully done. Um, you really have to see this thing to understand it. It doesn't look like any other Martin you can think of, uh, other than the body shape, which is basically that of a, of a triple O. And, um, or maybe it's OM, it's a long-scale guitar, it's an OM, basically. And very nice woods, uh, Guatemalan bows with back and sides, and um, uh, flame maple binding, and they're only making like 20 of them. So the, basically the design stuff was uh, inspired by and partially uh, created by the people at RGM in collaboration with Martin. And uh, it's a very cool-looking guitar. I, th I can definitely see people who aren't normally into that sort of thing and don't care about trains or watches uh, will buy this either uh, purely on how great it sounds or or because of the really unusual, cool designs. And there, you know, we all know there are many uh, guitars that Martin makes that are over the top in terms of themes and designs that are not for everyone. This, I think, is more subtly done. It's just very unusual by Martin standards. And, uh, and I think it's a very good-looking instrument. Um, and for people who like to collect interesting, beautiful guitars, this certainly qualifies. <laughs> I have been waiting three seasons and three episodes to use that sound. Would you believe it? <laughs> choo, choo, choose me. You could have done it for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's some obscure Simpsons references for you all. 
Um, name that episode. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, and then we got some other ones here. We have uh, a very beautiful hand-painted top that's uh, appearing at NAMM that Robert Getzel did that are, uh, I believe, koi fish. They look like koi fish, but they look like very big Asian catfish um, under uh, um, lily pads with one beautiful uh, lotus flower floating on it. So that's a very beautiful. Uh, we, you know that Robert Getzel has uh, been involved with Martin for a very long time and uh, created the painting in the, uh, in the lobby and have uh, recreated a bunch of limited edition painting for various guitars. And this is the uh, D. Robert Getzel 7. Um, and uh, so for people who like his work and have always wanted to own one of his uh, you know, very limited uh, uh, in instruments, um, that's for you for this year at the NAM. And what else uh, can we recommend for this year's NAM situation? Well, I just got to chime in and say Robert Getzel is good people, and hopefully we get to meet up with him again next time we both get to the factory for all these new guitars. But we did talk about a lot about guitars so far, and I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about a ukulele or ukulele. Ukulele, the TKE, uke. Um, Martin first started making tenor ukes in 1929. So uh, well into the Hawaiian uh, craze, they, they had not made uh, tenor ukes um, before then. And they made those, those really small soprano ukes. And, and, um, but anyway, um, this uh, is an acoustic electric uh, uke with a special pickup in it. So, All right. Um, so it's actually a chargeable pickup that can play for 16 hours on a 60-second charge, so they claim. Um, it is the MISI, or MyC, uh, electronics, and, um, and, or MySci, maybe is what they call it, what they say. So uh, for people who like ukuleles, want a uh, select, you know, hardwood neck, uh, this has... Um, any rosewood uh, bridge, and uh, it's made from solid koa. So it's not going to be all that easy on the wallet because it's all solid wood. This is a full-blown, professional-level, uh, all-solid wood ukulele. And it's got beautiful koa. It's got a decorative rosette and uh, what appears to be a little abalone micro dots on the fretboard and uh, rosewood bridge and board. Aloha, Bobby and Rose. Never saw that picture, but... I oh, yeah, and, and I don't know if it matters to a lot of people listening, but uh, I'm not as much of a ukulele enthusiast as I am guitar, but something that really opened my eyes a lot, uh, a few months ago, our friend Dee Dasher came in, and we spent the afternoon where she played a lot of our in-stock ukuleles back to back to back, not just her own opinion, but we both really got an opportunity to study these really closely, and having an afternoon where you played them all you know, top to bottom, the solid wooden ukes really did have a lot of a tone that you really couldn't get from something like an HPL. Not to say there isn't a place for those, and especially in a budget, but me getting to really photograph and record her and be the one producing the session, I got to really listen, you know, four feet away from what she was doing. And these Martin ukuleles made with solid tone woods really do have resonance and projection uh, that uh, you really can't replace. So I've I have a lot to learn when it comes to really deciphering 
you know, specific models A versus B. But when you get into the wooden ukuleles and the solid tone woods, apart from the HPL, it, it's really easy for me to hear for sure. Well, yes, and Martin was the premier ukulele maker in America, uh, really from the start of the Hawaiian music craze in the 19-teens. And um, while there were plenty of companies that were making, making them in California and Mexico in the old days as well, Martin was basically considered the Stradivarius of ukuleles at that time. And even on up into the folk era of the 50s, and then they briefly made that uh, baritone B1 a mahogany uke in 61 and 62, I think. Um, and those are very sweet guitars uh, that you can basically tune like a guitar, just the bottom four strings of a guitar. And um, But these, the ones they're making now are very, very well made and um, certainly uh, competitive on the world level, and including the small makers in Hawaii in terms of, in terms of, uh, quality professional level ukuleles. Well, you said aloha, and I don't know if unconsciously you know this is going to be the end of the episode, but it is time for us to say aloha to all of our friends, and we do hope you appreciated this overview of the 2024 Martin guitars and ukes for 2024 NAM. Again, whether it's in the comment section or the live chat or an email to us later, please take a moment, let us know what you're most looking forward to. If any of you guys are lucky enough, by the time you heard this show, have you actually seen or played one of these new Martin guitars? Please let us know what you think. Spoon, can I ask you off the cuff, what are you most looking forward to? Can you narrow it down to one instrument? No, I cannot. Um, I'm looking very forward to the, uh, the CS18E. I've said to many people inside the factory, when you make one of these and all solid wood out of mahogany, let me know. Um, unfortunately, I'm in no position to be buying guitars right now, but I'm de going to definitely keep my eye on that. And, and I'm looking very forward to being able to com uh, compare the rosewood and mahogany side by side so that I can um, really make up my mind that when the time comes for me to get one, uh, I will already know which one I'm going to get. So I could say that, I could see the SC-18, but I'm also just absolutely drooling in anticipation of the new uh, GPCE uh, Inception maple. Um, really cool to see what the new tops and bracing um, is, going to, uh, is going to do to a grand performance body size. And, and I'm looking forward to I'm, what will almost certainly be dreadnoughts and other body sizes in the future made with this new technology. Well, that's fair. You get to pick two, and I don't get to pick any. No, I didn't say you didn't get to pick any, but I know that the, you're really, really, what you're really looking forward to is, uh, is the same ones that I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially the GPCE, and it's funny. We talked about that first. It's interesting. We're going to finally get to see what skeletonized scallop bracing and all these sonic channels sound like. And the uh, the practical side of, of my my brain would want to hear what that sounds like on a on a platform that I'm very familiar with. You know, we're going to finally get to hear the SC18E against a D18. We're going to get to hear the SC18E against an SC13E. This is a little bit strange because we're going to get a really revolutionary new top design and bracing pattern. But the back and sides, 
are so off the wall there's talk talk about no frame of reference how many other guitars from martin are you familiar with where it's a maple back and sides with a walnut wedge it, it's just nothing about this guitar is routinely routine except the neck and the, and the, the headstock so it's going to be a, a real wow factor and we'll have well, to, it's, it's a good thing that you brought that up it even has a new sunburst they have never used before so so uh it's like a very sim it's similar to it's uh like a subtle amber burst but but um but that's also part of this is that they martin wants to start using more domestic tone woods and so in other words we're going to start seeing more maple martins that's my guess we're going to start seeing more walnut martins and we may even see uh you know, sycamores and other things because they were because of their, con, you know, they're committed to uh, this environmental uh, sustainability, you know, drive that is that is happening around the planet. And so they want to start using more tone wood. So it's I wouldn't be surprised if we only see the new bracing on domestic tone woods for right now. I know they want to try to get and they're not alone. You know, Bob Taylor, they, they came out with an entire series that's just maple guitars, and they stained them dark to look like they're walnut or mahogany because they know people don't like light-colored guitars, but they're maple guitars, and they sell very well. And I think, I think Martin is probably... I know they want to embrace being able to use American-grown, uh, sustainable tone woods. So that's part of it, too. It's not just the new technology. But it's typical for for Chris Martin to introduce those kind of concepts on a new fancy limited edition. So yes, we have a lot of new interesting things about this model. And like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing the Dreadnought version, which will probably be coming at some point, and the OM, and you know, um, certainly, um, and eventually, you know, custom shop orders with these with this new technology, Ooh. all that sort of thing. Um, I think it's the most exciting NAMM show for Martin since before the pandemic. So, so it's it's great to see. It's going to be a great NAMM show uh, for Martin and a lot of other makers. I really think so too, Spoon. Let's see what happens with this new NAMM show, and we do hope to get a, our hands on all these models as fast as possible. From all of us at Martin's and more, thanks for listening. Hear you later. This has been a presentation of Maury's Music, your trusted source for Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. Find us online at maurysmusic.com. Music.com.